It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Barbecue Bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Yes, indeed, for a Monday night, uh, the Maccas Run, uh, taking you through uh, some of the news uh, of the day. If you've been away from the radio, a little recap over the next uh, half hour. Brett Phillips in the chair before we get into the world of tennis up after 8 o'clock. Uh, the first serve, of course, always your staple after 8 on a Monday night. Bit of sporting capital tonight after uh, 10 o'clock. But you can always jump on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. You'll move your Harcourts. If you prefer to jump on the temper text tonight, you certainly can do that. 0433981116, temper, a mattress like no other. Now, I was just listening to Sports Day on the way in, and the question, I think there was a text that maybe uh, came in, and I love the discussion around the era of full forwards. That was the era of football that I loved the most, uh, growing up in the 80s. And the 90s, seeing the four forwards uh, kick bag of goals. And I think there was the query about Tony Lockett and whether he did kick uh, 16. I can tell you I was at the Witten Oval. Might have been called the Western Oval. I can't remember back in uh, 1995. I'll get the Fitzroy mentioned out early. And Plugger did kick 16. He could have equaled or maybe broken Fred Fanning's record that day. And for those that remember... Uh, Ron Barassi actually took Plugger off the ground and Plugger wasn't too happy about it. I'm just trying to recall him. Someone might be able to fill in the gaps here, but I think he went back on the ground, but maybe that spell on the bench, because Fitzroy were pretty ordinary that day, cost uh, Plugger from kicking 18. And of course, at the end of uh, that game, at the end of that weekend, Bernie Quinlan was sacked as the coach of Fitzroy on the back of that game. So I do remember it not so fondly, uh, but uh, one of the texts on the temper, Lockett had uh, 10 midway through the second quarter before coming off for a 12-minute stint, actually, on the day he kicked 16, correct, at the Western Oval. However, it was 16, Zip did not kick a behind uh, plugger. Dunstall kicked 17-5. What could have been? Cheers, Louis. Thank you, Louis. Yeah, it was a not-so-good day, I can tell you, on the terraces at the uh, Western Oval when plugger kicked uh, 16 uh, that day. It was uh, rather frightening, to be totally honest. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What to make of this AFL ladder? And I was blessed to call a couple of great games uh, across the weekend. Uh, Brisbane up against Geelong, who were pretty ordinary for three quarters, the Cats, but they sort of just stuck around. And Brisbane didn't quite put them to bed. And you're thinking, geez, is this going to be deja vu in the last quarter again after uh, coughing up the lead against Melbourne? last uh, Friday night at the MCG, but Brisbane were able to steady, get the ball back in their hands and just stop the momentum that the Cats uh, had. And I did Melbourne yesterday, who sort of do the polar opposite of last week, where they were behind at three-quarter time. Storm home. Here they are with a four-goal lead at three-quarter time, having to defend that four-goal lead. Adelaide coming, draw level. You're thinking Adelaide's got all the momentum and Melbourne steady the ship. And they get home. So... 
what to make of Port Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne right now? What to make of those three teams? I was on with Dwayne today. We had a discussion. If Collingwood are a sure bet, and there's no absolute certainly, they've still got to get finals uh, wins uh, Collingwood, but they put themselves in the driver's seat. There's no doubt about that. But who's best equipped if Collingwood is a definite starter on uh, the last Saturday in September? I think I'm nervous about Port Adelaide. I'd be nervous about Brisbane. If Melbourne can get it together, and that's a big if, but if Melbourne can get it together, maybe they're the best equipped team to take on Collingwood when it counts most at the MCG. They've already beaten uh, Collingwood this year uh, under a kick, of course, on the King's birthday. Certainly they've got to sort out uh, their forward 50. Gee, they'd be having... um, Sleepless nights as to what that looks like. Maybe it's not your regular tall forwards. Maybe it's a mixture of a bit of everything. Some smalls, some mediums. You know, if Cozzy Pickett can get going, I mean, you love Petrarca sort of been able to drift forward. I mean, he needs to be a better goal kicker. I mean, Melbourne have got some real upside if they can actually get it to click all together. But it's a fascinating ladder, isn't it? The Bulldogs... Uh, St Kilda. It's quite amazing, isn't it? Now, Jono's out the back, uh, JD, who called Mr Versatile here at SEN. And I I wonder how I would have gone actually calling my team had they uh, still been around, uh, the Mighty Roys. It would have been tough. And I was listening to JD on the way home from the MCG uh, with North Melbourne putting themselves in a great position uh, yesterday to win that game and uh, they couldn't finish it off. Like They've been in that situation a few times in uh, North Melbourne, so St Gilda click into gear and, and get over the line. Everyone thinking that they're just going to disappear and uh, uh, jump out of the eight at some stage. But the Saints keep staying there on 40 points. So it's a fascinating uh, couple of weeks coming up for St Kilda, particularly against Hawthorne, who, of course, beat them at Marvel a little earlier in the year. The Giants, how can you not love the Giants and what they're doing? Adam Kingsley, I know there was a discussion on Sports Day uh, just before I came on, so much to like about the Giants. Uh, the Cats have got uh, some good home games to come over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Carlton with that long injury list. Uh, the Tigers have got Melbourne this week. Essendon and the Sydney play each other. So much uh, still uh, to uh, work through. Uh, Michael's in Reservoir. Mick, uh, welcome to the award-winning Macca's Run. Evening, um, Brad. I mean, uh, with um, Port, I think we're actually a bit stiff, but it made it tough especially when we had a player like Darcy Byrne-Jones out and then we didn't have Butters for the second half. But we took it up to um, Collingwood and um, Connor Rosie was so good. Like, he virtually um, took the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we don't... I know it was in Adelaide and you've got to win at the MCG, but we showed Collingwood they are beatable on the day. Yeah, it's an interesting one, uh, Michael. I think Kane sort of hit it on the head uh, today. And it was a great game, no doubt about that. It was terrific. And a missed opportunity in some ways uh, for Port Adelaide at home uh, with those wet conditions on uh, Saturday night. But Collingwood just don't make those sort of mistakes that Port Adelaide made in the crunch when the game has to be won uh, deep into the final quarter. So it's all little moments, isn't it? It's decision-making, it's... Execution. Yeah. Did uh, Murphy put a bit of mayo on the Rioli? Because the way I look at it, Brett, like it's unbelievable how 
players like Dusty, Toby Green and them do things and get off. And then you see, like, you know, will he do what he done with an open hand and they offer him two weeks? At the bottom of the... At the end of the day, this is really black and white for me. I, I, I sort of come in at the back end of the day when, you know, there's all the commentary on it across AFL Nation over the weekend, all our shows across the SCN today. Simply, he shouldn't have done it. I mean, whether it's a whether it's a slap to the face or a clenched fist, it it doesn't matter. You just you just don't do it. It's it's yeah, it's it's, it's going to um, it's just not going to be favourable in terms of uh, the tribunal and how they how they view those uh, matters. I mean, who was it on the radio? I think Nathan Buckley said it uh, today, and he was talking about Nathan Murphy in terms of his. Uh, sort of pain threshold. I mean, he's tough uh, down back, but you know, sometimes a little uh, a slap to the face can. And uh, you know, we weren't there in the moment to see how ferocious uh, that was. And yes, people can say, well, you know, you, you know he's soft, and it's uh, just a little, you know, little uh, drive by a little tickle. Uh, nothing too much to worry about. But in Willie Rioli's case, simply don't do it. Why do you need to do that? Yes, okay, he had the brazen bits. Murphy was uh, obviously getting into him and. You know, paying him close attention, but just just find find alternatives because that's just not going to uh, warrant you being in the side. You just can't actually do that to a person. Yeah, just one more point Simple. before I go. How come um, players cannot kick thirty metres these days? If you watch them, Brett, they seem to not you know kick through the ball. They stab at it, don't they? Yeah, well, I think you know it's. Um, it's sort of fascinating to watch, isn't it? We expect the modern-day footballer to do everything right, maybe because they're full-time footballers, they uh, practice this all the time, but you know what? They don't actually spend that much time on the track, AFL footballers. The coaches don't get them for that long to keep working on the fundamentals. And that's what pre-season is for, where you're constantly working on those uh, fundamentals. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's pressure, and the game, it is different, um, certainly to... Uh, many, many years ago. I mean, go back through the tapes and, you know, <laughs> the skill level uh, wasn't great going back in the, in the 60s and 70s. Different grounds as well, not the pristine grounds we get now. I mean, there's all sorts of sort of reasons for it. But, yeah, I mean, when you're in the actual moment of calling a game, you you do wonder about some of the uh, some of the execution and uh, it's, uh, it's frustrating. There's no doubt about that. Good on you, Michael. I uh, appreciate your call. A uh, couple on the text. I was there the day that Kelvin Templeton... Kicked a huge bag, and one of his goals was kicked from the wing at the players' interchange. What ground was that, Andrew, on the text? Let me know. Um, might have been the G, uh, where he played, of course, out at Footscray. Uh, Ross deflecting from his team's terrible performance. There's probably a little bit in that, uh, Boris, off the uh, temper. They've got to find some answers. They've got to find uh, their form from earlier in the year when they had the balance Beautifully between defending, which was always going to be the Ross DNA coming back to St Kilda to defend the ground better, uh, but they were scoring at the same time, St Kilda. They were scoring 80 to 100 points. So that is, they've got to find their mojo in that regard. Lions would be fodder for the Pies at the MCG in the grand final on the text. Melbourne no-brainer, bigger danger at the G on the day, but might not get there from uh, TJ. I'd love to see uh, Michael Nesser in for Cummins. He's exhausted for the uh, uh, the fifth test. Yeah, a bit to play out in uh, that regard, uh, no doubt. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 
You can jump on the Harcourt's open line, 0433981116 on the temper text, a mattress like uh, no other. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of your calls on the other side of this. The Barbecue Bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Ariane Titmus with 25 metres to swim. This is a demolition job. And the world record's in play. Come on, Artie. Australia roars. She's ahead of the world record. This is one of the greatest performances Australia has ever seen. Ariane Titmus has pulled away and completely dominated for gold in world record time. Artie is back on top of the world. At Rian Titmus, we salute you. Magnificent, uh, breaking the world record. Uh, we've uh, been watching and hearing about that over the last sort of 24 hours. We love when an Aussie excels on the world stage. Noted about that, uh, the new spicy, uh, sticky barbecue Angus at uh, Macca's. You can get that into you on the way home if you're in the car. Uh, 15 goals uh, for Kelvin Temple in 1978. Thank you, Andrew, out at the, uh, uh, the Western Oval. I was a wee tacker back in the 70s. Uh, my earliest memories... Uh, probably the early 80s. I could talk to you about it all day. Sam is uh, out on the road on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Welcome to you, Sam. Hey, mate. How you doing? I am going beautifully. Yeah, um, just want to have a quick chat. I thought the Friday night and Collingwood game on the weekend was really, really good. Um, yeah, in my opinion, it was one of the best games in the last one or two years of footy that I've seen because both opponents were just going completely head-to-head at it. It was just, yeah, great to see, great to witness. Was there something that stood out, Sam, in particular, from that game? Um, I just think that both sides gave it their all, and it was really good to see. Yep. But also just that, you know, when you saw Butters and Rosie dominating throughout most of the match, it was really good, and Collingwood just took it up to them in the last quarter. They seemed like almost unbeatable this year in the last quarters, which is unreal. It's incredible as an opposition, uh, Sam, when you go to three-quarter time against Collingwood and you maybe, you know, I, I had the numbers yesterday uh, throughout, I think, you know, the five or six and, what, 12 of their last 16, I think they've been down at three-quarter time, uh, Collingwood. I think the biggest margin was 28 points amongst those uh, differential uh, score lines at three-quarter time. But what you're thinking, you know, in the huddle uh, when you've done so well for uh, three-quarters and you know that this team is going to be coming after you and, and how you should approach that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, Port Adelaide are sort of in their own zone at that stage and, you know, backing in their uh, style of footy, it stood up pretty well. But, uh, you know, they know they have to go really hard. They have to put the foot down even more in the last quarter, knowing how Collingwood are going to get out of the block so quickly. And we're talking about, you know, kicking a goal in the opening minute of the last quarter to just... Uh, really affect uh, you know the psychology of the playing group. So they've got that uh, that Collingwood over all the other teams around them. And some would say, okay, well, you know they're not blowing uh, teams away. You know, do they deserve a premiership favouritism? But they find ways to win, don't they? They've got the clutch players that can win. But what does that look like? So the SCG in a prelim last year, they just get pipped. You know, the finals, totally different ball game. We start from zero again. They're the hunted teams finding a way to be able to sustain their brand against Collingwood's brand for longer. And that is the challenge right now. But 
Yeah, it was an early taste of what we might expect in September. Good on you, Sam. Appreciate the call. Spiros is in Carnegie. Spiros, welcome. How are you, Brett? Going well. Thank you, mate. Uh, if, I was just going to ask you, right, if McWalter gets appointed um, at Richmond, do you think he will keep his assistance or do you think um, he will clean them out? I mean, I, I know, I guess most of the times when you get new assistants um, come into clubs uh, as coaches, they normally bring their own people. Uh, what, what's your feeling on that if he gets appointed? Uh, I think there'll, there'll be some change. History says, I was just thinking as you were telling me out loud there, I mean, the, the history says that you know, there, there, there always probably will be uh, maybe, maybe one change or two, but uh, if we think about, you know, Ben Rutten's only been back a year. Uh, David Teague's been in there for, what, a couple of years after exiting uh, Carlton. Who else is on that coaching staff? Um, Spiros, I'm just trying to think of the other assistants. Oh, oh, Xavier know. Clark. Been, I think Xavier Clark's yeah, in there. He's been there for about 10 years, I think, Xavier. Been there a while, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think he, I think he would retain uh, pretty much that team around him. And then it just depends what assistant coaches are maybe are out on the market that might be able to add something to Richmond. But I think this is my read on it. They're, I think they're pretty keen to keep playing the same brand of football. They just felt internally, and Damien saw the writing on the wall, that they just needed a different voice to direct the same brand of football. I don't think they've lost faith in that brand of football. So McQualter's been there all the way through, mini dimmer, whatever you want to refer him to. And they've still got the faith that that brand of football can actually take them back to the top echelon of the ladder. Time will tell on that and what their loose uh, dynamic is going to look like over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, I think all the things are pointing towards him um, getting the job permanently, but let's see how the Tigers actually uh, finish off the year. Thank you, Spiros. Really appreciate it. Uh, Tom is out in Berwick, uh, our final call on the Macca's run. Uh, Tom, welcome to the program. Yeah, good afternoon, mate. Uh, I am a kangaroo supporter, uh, long-suffering, I guess. Uh, I just I just kind of feel like, you know, last week there was a bit of news around, you know, Kane Collins and, and Craig Hutchinson making comments about North Melbourne and where, where we're at. I mean, I feel like it's, it's kind of hard to get a gauge of where we really are at, you know. Like, you know, a very young list, you know, quite, quite a few of our older players who just caught them towards the end of their career, you know, I mean, yeah. You lose your coach, you know, halfway through the year. I mean, one thing that North Melbourne would really crave right now is some stability with Alistair Clarkson and not having him there. I just feel like it's, you know, this year's kind of like a throwaway year, you know. I can't really... Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one, uh, Tom. I, you know, I, I do feel... Uh, for the kangaroos and their supporters. And I, I speak, and I, no, I probably ramble on this a bit, but I, I followed a struggling club uh, pretty much all my supporting life. So it's not easy going through these times, uh, certainly as a fan. Uh, you're looking for some hope. You're uh, looking for a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And there are some signs, aren't there? I mean, I, I got home quickly after the game at the MCG to try and catch that last quarter. North Melbourne or uppercase is a fascinating our story potentially unfolding and the, the you know, losing streak they'd been on. And, gee, there was just moments in that last quarter, just the bounce of the footy, uh, the numbers around the ground at, at various contests, just couldn't get their hands on it. But there, there are th- some things to like, no doubt. There's some things that need to change in terms of the list, but there are some things to like of their young guys and... They're going to get a look at some more really good young talent and Clarkson back without the weight of the world on his shoulders. 
Chief, he can work some magic to uh, turn uh, a club around for a second time and lift them from the depths of the ladder. Uh, he'll go down as one of the greats, but uh, this, is a, this is a big one. This is a big job to try and uh, resurrect. Uh, we'll get to more of the news of the day in the sporting capital after uh, 10 o'clock, but the first serve, your home of tennis, is up next. <laughs>